I'm Bonnie Roberts of Aspire Coaching, and this is the Momspiration Podcast. I share with you some of the most beautiful language I have found in the words of poets and writers who have influenced me and what I personally have learned from their masterpieces. My mission is to inspire moms because moms then lift and inspire their families and communities. I share these selections for educational purposes only and encourage you to search out more of their work if it resonates with you. Minimize distractions as you listen in full presence to get the most value from this program. Let's dive in. The Perfection of Your Imperfections The face and the voice are such interesting aspects of a person. It is through our faces and our voices that we most often make invitations to the rest of the world. These are the thresholds through which our essence and identity interacts with other identities that are not us. In the future, I'm sure I'll talk about the voice and how it is quite literally our breath of life moving through us and then out and into someone else. But for today, I'm going to focus just on the face and how it is set toward the world and how we feel about our own faces. There's a reason the global cosmetic industry is worth nearly $400 billion with no signs of slowing. The average American woman spends more than $3,000 per year on makeup alone. If our face is our, primarily, is our primary way of making invitations to the world, we naturally want to optimize what we show to the world. There's also a reason why the popular social media site is called Facebook. But we've gotten so caught up in trying to make our faces look more perfect, enhancing this or that feature while covering up perceived flaws. I'm not sure we pay the same kind of attention to the expressions our face is making. This is really what is communicating ourselves to people, not our features. Expressions can fall into two broad categories, closed and open. Our eyes and mouth areas either express an openness to engage with others, or being closed off to the world. Body language experts can go into detail for days on this topic. But for now, let's just talk about malleability. When our faces change and respond to people, reflecting changing circumstances both outside us and within us, our faces become more inviting to others. When our faces are set a certain way that barely changes, it's hard for others to engage with us. Even if it's a pleasant smile that's always there, or a huge grin, if it never changes and shifts based on the situation, people feel like we are inauthentic. It's a worthwhile discipline to practice the art of allowing our facial expression to appropriately reflect the current situation. When you're talking to your child or a friend, pay attention to the set of your face and try to imagine from their perspective what it might be communicating. Make a deliberate effort to open up your expression and invite them in and see what results follow in your interaction. We are so hung up on perfection in our appearance when perfection actually plays such a small role in beauty. Do we love a beautiful landscape because of its perfection? That concept doesn't even make sense. Or a beautiful piece of art? No, it has nothing to do with perfection. It's all about the invitation the scene or piece of art is making to us. The Mona Lisa by da Vinci is the most famous piece of art of all time because of the invitation her face is making. We are drawn in by the secret she seems to possess. So we can make our faces more beautiful, not by eliminating flaws and enhancing our features, but by making our faces more expressive, open, and inviting. Today's poem is one I dearly love. 
and one that has changed my entire view on life and perfectionism. It's called The Faces at Braga by David White. It takes place in a tiny monastery in a tiny village called Braga in the Himalayan mountains. The group of seven tourists only had one flashlight between them when they visited this special place. So they lit ancient yak butter lamps, which gave off thick smoke, and through the smoke they saw a remarkable sight that stayed with them forever. Here is the faces at Braga. In monastery darkness, by the light of one flashlight, the old shrine room waits in silence, while above the door we see the terrible figure, fierce eyes demanding, will you step through? And the old monk leads us, bent back nudging blackness, prayer beads in the hand that beckons. We light the butter lamps and bow, eyes blinking in the pungent smoke, look up without a word, see faces in meditation, a hundred faces carved above, eye lines wrinkled in the hand-held light, such love in solid wood, taken from the hillsides and carved in silence. They have the vibrant stillness of those who made them. Engulfed by the past, they have been neglected, but through smoke and darkness, they are like the flowers we have seen growing on the dust of eroded slopes, their slowly opening faces turned toward the mountain. Carved in devotion, their eyes have softened through age, and their mouths curve through the delight of the carver's hand. If only our own faces would allow the invisible carver's hand to bring the deep grain of love to the surface. If only we knew, as the carver knew, how the flaws in the wood led his searching chisel to the very core. We would smile too, and not need faces immobilized by fear or the weight of things undone. When we fight with our failing, we ignore the entrance to the shrine room itself and wrestle with the guardian, fierce figure on the side of good. And as we fight, our eyes are hooded with grief and our mouths are dry with pain. If only we could give ourselves to the blow of the carver's hands, the lines in our faces would be the trace lines of rivers feeding the sea where voices meet praising the features of the mountain and the cloud and the sky. Our faces would fall away until we, growing younger toward death every day, would gather all our flaws in celebration to merge with them perfectly, impossibly wedded to our essence, full of silence from the carver's hands. End quote. What is the invisible carver? Most would say God, and I tend to concur, but you can also see the carver as your higher self that wants you to connect with the world in, an, in increasingly deeper ways. It is interesting that the peculiarities, also called flaws, in a certain piece of wood made for a more interesting carved face, gave it more character and charm. Can you see your idiosyncrasies that way? not as flaws, but as unique characteristics of the way you are made. When our faces are immobilized by fear or the weight of things undone, that is when we have stopped making an invitation to the world. We have put on the expression of, the shop is closed. We draw into ourselves and won't come out to play. 
That is why even the most flawless, symmetrical face can be unattractive to us sometimes, when the face is set against the world. It's interesting that our human faces, so malleable with thousands of microscopic muscles and tissues, can be less invitational sometimes than the carved wood faces from that monastery. I love the end of the poem, how all the flaws are gathered together in celebration in order to merge together in a joyful hurrah. The beautiful acceptance of these imperfections, which then creates a beautiful perfection in the sense of wholeness, is a powerful image that has moved me to tears more than once. It is so liberating to not just tolerate or accept, but actually own and celebrate each part of ourselves, especially the parts that appear to be flaws. When we realize that it's actually the imperfections in life that give it its savor, its character, and its zest, we can truly see the gift in imperfection, and we'd never want it any other way than the way that it is. You are 100% perfect, meaning complete, in the glory of all your imperfections brought together into a beautiful, absolutely unique whole. I hope this program has inspired you and brought a degree of grounded presence to your day. I'd like to thank the poets featured in this episode for the light their words have brought into the world. Consider subscribing so that you don't miss an episode. For more information about my coaching programs, visit calledtoaspire.com. Thank you for listening in.